recording. First podcast. Welcome to Curious. Welcome to Curious. Yeah, this is a podcast where we are just going to talk about whatever the fuck we want to. Period. <laughs> um, so I guess this podcast, I wanted to start it because... I saw this girl. Okay, I'll just tell you the story about why I wanted to start this podcast. There's one of my friend's sisters and her friend, they started a podcast in March, and they already have 1,500 followers on their Insta account, and I'm like, how did they do that? They, like, grew so fast, so I'm like, I could do that too. Um, and then I was like, who do I do it with? And then I was like, who do I have great conversation with? And I was like, Neely, that's who I have great conversation with. So, yeah. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we do have good conversations, or at least we would like to think so. Prob- like, there's a huge chance that um, we'll put this out and people will be like, wow, what the fuck? They're so annoying. Literally. But at least we can listen back and be like, wow, that was a great conversation. Literally. Um, and we're going to talk about nothing for an hour or so, or less than. I don't know. Um, but yeah, this podcast, we're going to do it kind of like. Freestyle, first half is going to be like, we'll freestyle about a topic of the week. We'll talk about whatever we want to talk about. And then in the second half, very like loose halves, like I don't, there's no structure to this. But in the second part, we will talk about what happened in the week, updates with our lives, what happened in the news. But yeah, so curious why are we curious um i think we were talking about this when we were coming up with um a couple names um or we were trying to decide on a name and we wanted to do something that was like so stereotypical that we could use it and kind of flip the script and do something cute with the name i don't know because we're both brown from different parts of the world but you know brown is a pretty broad term and both of our cultures have a lot of curry. So um, I was always like made fun of for my ethnicity and the food that I would eat. So, and I'm sure Hermani was too. So kind of flip that and be like, hey, curious, because curry and we are curious about stuff. So, yeah. So I was like, how do we get a name that plays on brown people? Because we're both brown girls and talk. We're going to be talking about our brown girl experiences. So this is the best that we could come up with. (laughs) Everything else was trademarked, so (laughs) this is it, basically. Exactly. Literally every other name we wanted was taken already. And they had, like, good, like, established podcasts. Like, my first idea was Brownie Points. Um, And then it ended up being, like, a podcast about movies. And I was like, well... We're not talking about movies, but... Well, that's, like, not our main theme. Exactly. I don't even know how Brownie Points relates to movies. That was That's what made me mad. I was like, hello, I want this name. Why but is you're it gonna take kind it? of racist that they took that name? Period. Two white guys talking about movies? It is? Okay, I knew it. <laughs> Brownie Points? I better... You know what? If we watch that, I better see a clear connection between Brownie Points and films. Otherwise racism racism anyway besides being brown girls who are we um i think i'll go first i am my name is neely i'm 20 years old about to be 21 um i'm a university student 
I study things around like gender and um, social social justice and human rights and also like some legal studies. Um, I am Iranian. Um, I'm a brown Iranian. I'm my family's from the southern part of the country, and I was born and raised in Canada. And I'm Himani. I am from Bangladesh. I moved here when I was four and a half, and now I'm 19, almost 20. Um, and I go to university. I really am up in the air about what I'm studying right now, and this is just a great distraction from that. But yeah, my family is from Bangladesh, and yeah, we've lived here pretty much all my life. Ooh. Ooh. Vibes. So I guess now we would probably get into the topics at hand. So Hamani knows a lot more about podcasts than I do. Uh, so she's going to kind of take us through today's topics. There's a lot of things on this list that I know nothing about. So she's going to kind of surprise me and we're going to discuss our thoughts together. It's apparently kind of controversial. So let's go through it. Yeah. So I guess like in terms of like just talk about like let's just talk about what situation we're in because if someone's listening to this like two years down the line like a hi we're in the middle of a fucking global pandemic yeah um people are dying coronavirus is very real still even though people think it's okay to go outside and go hang out with their friends at restaurants and at the beaches um people are still dying but Mm -hmm. We've been trapped in our houses for, like, what, three months now? Yeah, at least three months. It's probably more. According to my government checks, it's more. (laughs) I think it's, like, four months, but, um, yeah, we are getting money from the government, and it's good because I'm getting a lot more money than I usually have, and now I'm spending it on bullshit that I don't need. It really be like that. (laughs) It really do. But besides coronavirus, we also got another pandemic, which is racism. (laughs) The pandemic, the disease that is racial injustice. And it has now reached a boiling point once again, which is not new. It comes up every so often again, reaches a certain point where it kind of bubbles over and everyone is forced to look at it. And um, it starts some really good conversations. Yeah, so right now, I guess, like, after the death of George Floyd, the murder of George Floyd, Mm -hmm. if you will, Mm -hmm. um, sparked a lot of much-needed activism, people speaking out against racism, and it really reignited the Black Lives Matter movement, which was very necessary in our society. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And this time around, I remember um, with the deaths of uh, Philando Castile a couple years ago, um, I remember people would mobilize and it it kind of started the same, but this time just felt different. And, you know, it's still going. People are still incorporating anti-racism into their everyday lives, a little bit of mobilization for everybody. Um, I think it's great um, that it's still going and it's kept a lot of its momentum. And I think that's wonderful. Yeah, what are your thoughts on, like, people, like, posting to their Instagram stories and, like, I guess using their platforms as a way to talk about it? I think it's great. Um, I think 
I think, um, you know, at a certain point, it w- that's all that you would see. And, you know, you're absolutely forced to look. You can't turn away. And that was the, that's the important thing. It's a lot of people who have enough privilege to ignore it will ignore racism, especially anti-black racism. And this forced people to look. But also I do have an issue with people who were like oh fuck everybody's doing it okay let me just like share a couple things in my story and we're good and they just like do it they're just like one thing they go back to posting their like at the beach with my babes yeah and i'm like you really did bare minimum activism so you you should do better and they're still the ones to like you know like say the n-word when a song comes (laughs) on um and be like what's in the lyrics so it's just a part of the song yeah but also i want to recognize people who like don't really use social media very much may not even have it who are doing mobilization on their own like such big moves like you know because i know people like that who are doing you know they're donating money they're buying products and supporting Mm -hmm. black owned businesses and creatives but they're not necessarily posting because they're not really social media savvy signing petitions signing petitions also uh, yeah i'm gonna put a link in like wherever the description of this podcast is it's gonna be the first link if you want to like resources to donate and sign yeah yeah it's it's crazy like you know I was like, wow, people still need resources at this point. But some people are like, they really, you know, you don't, you never know who hasn't done anything yet and has like decided to do something today. And it's like, okay, now like, now that we've got their attention, what is the easiest way they're listening to the podcast? Okay, click the link and, you know, Literally. make some change, do something good for your community, help out black folk. Because and you never know what police. day it'll be you. Pardon? defund the police defund the police that's a controversial thing like i've always agreed with that but like until recently i was definitely afraid to say that because like oh yeah you know even when i first heard defund the police like a couple years ago i was like wait then what but the thing is like yeah (laughs) that one system is so drilled (laughs) into our heads that like there are other systems there are always other ways to do things but i'm like without a police without a militarized police how will they fight the robbers and the bad guys it's like if you really look at what police officers do you know like they're for things like wellness checks for things like i don't know like domestic abuse cases um for things like a cat stuck you in really a damn don't tree need the yeah you don't need a militarized kind of police force you know you need somebody who is yeah. you know a professional in de-escalation which police that's not their number one you know point of training it's a lot of other they have they do they deal with a lot of other things that a lot of their time is spent working on how they are supposed to behave while wep- like while they have weapons strapped on them and protocols around that, but less so on de-escalation. You know, so many marginalized people suffer at the hands of the policing system that it's like, okay, this is clearly isn't working. Like, how many times are we going to make the same fucking mistake and expect a different answer? How many times, like, you can't blame it on the people anymore. You have to turn around and look at the system and be like, I think the system is broken. I think it was created by one person to serve one type of person. You know, so... Literally, the more I th- like thought about it, I'm like, they're not necessary. No. Like, before I used to be like, oh, of course we need the police. Like, they're there to protect us. And that's such a privileged thing that I can say is, like, I've always felt protected by the mm-hmm. police. Obviously, there's, like, entire populations that don't feel that yeah. way. And I totally, like, acknowledge that privilege. But it's like, I don't need them. Like, I've never needed the police to do anything yeah. in my life yeah like like i 
Yeah, like from 95% of the shit that you need, the police don't need to be there for that. But like, there's obviously certain things where it's like a, some sort of militarization is needed. But, you know, I'm obviously not a pro at the police force and like understanding the ins and outs. And I think this is a very challenging thing to fix. Like it's easy to say defund the police. And I think that's something that we should do, but it's not like an overnight fix. You definitely need a long time to try to figure out oh, for sure. what should be replaced culturally, obviously systematically. But um, I've never felt that the police were a point of safety for me. Like, you know, the only point that I thought they were safe is like, oh my God, if somebody shoots at me, I want them to go shoot at them instead of, you know, that's the only thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if someone comes to kill me, I want the police to kill them. That's the only, like, I just basically you wanted a gun. You know, like, otherwise, you think about ambulances, paramedics, you think about firefighters. Those those are so, like, <laughs> those are needed, you know? So necessary. Because they really do so just necessary. save lives. Whereas the police are, it's kind of different, so... Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, when do paramedics like, on mass, kill people of color like purposefully? <laughs> so you know, I mean, that that might be no. Ignorant. We love the paramedics, like EMTs and firefighters. We love them. Yeah. You know. Um. I mean, obviously, there's like, <laughs> obviously, people carry racial bias. Everybody does, and those things could definitely bleed into the work of an EMT or the work of a firefighter to any kind of work. But you know. I don't, For I don't sure. know that the, I, I don't want to like say anything that's, you know, ignorant, but I don't know that the, um, the firefighting force has like its roots in slavery. I don't know that it does. If it does, then I'm fucking <laughs> wrong and like delete this and log out of this whole conversation, but, um, delete, delete the whole podcast. Yeah. But like, if it doesn't, then there you go. I love that one TikTok that was like from the protests. Like there was a building on fire, and the guy he just calls nine one one, and then he's like, "There's a fire," and like literally it's just a burning building, and like the police are already there, and they're they're not helping so yeah, because they need firefighters. But <laughs> um, yeah, but this like conversation obviously has um, expanded just like outside of police as well, uh-huh. which is kind of, like, the next, like, topic that I wanted to talk about, like, that has been in the uh-huh. news, which is, like, the Bon Appetit whole situation. Yeah, I don't know much about I am this. an avid fan. Yeah, Hamani's an avid fan. I am fan. an avid fan. I loved Bon Appetit. Loved I think past tense. It has... <gasps> Stop. Okay. <laughs> it, it's been something that's been getting me through quarantine. Uh-huh. Basically... The first two months of quarantine, I've spent just watching Bon Appetit videos, their old videos, like, It's Alive with Brad Leone, (laughs) and, like, I've pretty much seen every episode of Gourmet Makes, but things started unfolding through the Black Lives Matter movement. They found their editor-in-chief, Adam Rappaport, like, fuck this guy. So, if I could just, like, quickly interject, I think what we wanted to say was, like, Black, like, the BLM movement has moved past just addressing the racism within policing structures, but also into corporations and like why inherently they do not hire people of color, why executives are like majority white, and why they allow those executives to be white so overtly anti black, anti brown, anti Asian, anti indigenous, like you name it. So, why do they allow those executives who are racist to then, you know, manage people of color, the people of color that they hate? And how is that damaging to those people? And how are they setting an example for their um, white employees on how to treat their peers of color? 
Sorry, Herman, you can go back. So basically, no, 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 it's all good. Adam Rappaport, picture of him came out in brown face. Yikes, I saw that. Yeah, you Uh saw that one, That's about the only thing I saw. Yeah, Yeah, so like from several years ago, and then... People were, like, outraged. All the staffers, like, the test kitchen staffers were, like, calling on him to resign, as they should. And then they, like, more stuff started coming out, which is where my queen, Sola, my Bengali Mm -hmm. queen, my Bengali sister from the (laughs) test kitchen, she comes out and she says that she... I don't know if you know this part of the story, but basically she comes out, she says, she's not getting paid for the videos she's in. Wow. She's not making like the ad, yeah. like the AdSense money or anything. Nothing, and okay. she basically takes to her story and she says she's outraged by like Adam Rappaport's actions, calls on him to resign. Also, but also she says that she's not getting paid, and the only people that get paid in the at the company at Bon Appetit are the white people. So the white people in the test kitchen are the only ones that get compensation for their videos. So like Claire, like Brad, like um, Delaney. Yeah, so Claire, Brad, we'll get to Delaney. Oh no, Um, see everything you love just crumbles all the time. You think you love Everything I love. They they suck. This is why as a rule of thumb, you should not be put be putting people on a pedestal because all they will do is disappoint you because human beings are incredibly flawed. Disappointment. And some people are flawed in the way that, like, one time they stole candy from a baby, and sometimes people are incredibly racist and support, I don't know, concentration camps, and that's another type of trash. But you know, <laughs> bottom line, your your faves will disappoint you. Always. So it was like Carla and Chris. They all get paid, mm-hmm. and. Uh, some of my favorites sola she's literally like probably the fan favorite she is probably the most talented in the kitchen she has innovative ideas every video that she's in she's doing something different from everyone else and i appreciate that so much and she deserves so much better but basically she came out she said i signed a contract for 50k that's her salary and she lives in in new york city that's fucking nothing it's nothing. So she gets 50k a year from bon- just as an editor or like an assistant editor. I don't really know the position. But her white counterparts get paid for their videos and in the the same videos that they do together. She, um Christina, Sola, Priya, Rick, these people don't Andy? get paid. I think Andy was, like, the one, like, person of color that got paid, Mm -hmm. which is why B.A. came out and said, like, oh, actually, your statement's not correct, because to say that only our white staff get paid for their videos is not correct. that's because Andy's been there from, like, the very beginning. Exactly, exactly. He's one of the original people to, like, you know, have, like, like one of the original personalities on the B.A. test kitchen, so... If he wasn't getting paid, that would have been way too obvious for them. But additionally, exactly. like that is that could be also seen as like like privilege. Like you are a person of color, but do you allow yourself to get like whitewashed enough to be accepted? Um, but like you know, you're not gonna, ever going to be really accepted. But like you get accepted enough to get like a fat paste up, and is that good enough for you? And then are you going to ride for your uh, counterparts of color, or are you just going to sh- say are you just going to shut up and hang out with the wealthy white people? I think it's because he had seniority, he got paid, 
but Sola said she has so much more experience than some of the people that work in the test kitchen that get paid. Yeah. Um, like, she She's obviously like didn't name them. chef. Exactly. She had multiple restaurants, and she left those businesses to come work at Beer. And, like, she yeah. was not getting compensated for it. And neither were her people, like, other, like, BIPOC counterparts. Um, yeah. So, right now, they are still... Are there even any black people in that kitchen? There was. There was. That's the thing. So, there was, like, this girl named Hawa. She... Uh-huh. I, right. I saw some of her videos. Like she, she Somalian? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, she... Oh, she Sudanese? I can't remember. I, I don't really I think she's BA She's much. Somalian. Um, okay. And she had, like, one or two videos, like, solo videos, that she got paid $400 to make. $400 for a solo video. And all those videos, like, get at least 500,000 views. At least. And they're making crazy AdSense because they're family-friendly. It's, like, educational content. So, obviously, their CPM is crazy high so they're making tons of money off of her Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and someone was saying that like claire gets paid like 10 times that amount for a video so it's like she wasn't getting compensated fairly and then hawa came out and said that she had on multiple occasions brought up like pitches to adam rapaport and like people higher than her to like do a show by herself um like based around african cuisine and she would oh, like oh that'd be so cool exactly and she would feature like different um countries and their cuisines and she got shut down because apparently the viewers wouldn't want to cook those things and but then it's fucking andy doing those things you know what andy's like the one person of color and so what they do is they like bring other people of color from outside the kitchen to do like make quote-unquote ethnic dishes yeah he's like wow as an ethnic person i also like see you other ethnic person and let's make these ethnic dishes together and it's like yeah he's sort of like the bridge between the two worlds because he's like he is you know he is a high up there and he's getting paid but he's still a person of color so like he's like for the white people, he's like the translator. You know what I mean? Like he's like the bridge between the two worlds of white paid people and and like unpaid people of color. Yeah. And I I like I don't want to be like reading too much into it, but like when you bring these like implicit behaviors out into the open, they do seem exaggerated. But because they are exaggerated, because they're so subtle, you think they're not there. But when you say them out loud, it's like that's fucked up. It's not even how it is, baby girl. That's how it is. That's how it is. They're just really good at hiding. It really it. is like. If you look, and then like Hawa, she resigned. Uh, like she hasn't wow. been working there since December, because like wow. she was like, oh. yeah, all my ideas were getting shut down, and like I just didn't feel comfortable in the test kitchen. Like the work environment wasn't tailored towards like like it was it was tailored towards the white people in there. They all have yeah. seniority. They so and then like Carla was like the test kitchen manager. And apparently she would, like, send emails out to people that would be, like, it just, like, added on to, like, all the, like, sis- like the systemic issues that they were already facing. So, like, I know mm-hmm. Carla was under fire for sending out an email that said, like, oh, like, when we're filming, like, you guys need to be quiet. Um, like, I know the food is really tempting, but we will send out a slack if we have extra food so you can come like get it like we're gonna give it to you but like just don't come in here and like talk while we're filming which is valid 
but if you like read the email she like worded it as like your she, this is like a quote out of the email she said your name specifically came up but she sent that to multiple people of so color she said, like <laughs> so oh yeah so like obviously they have a big office no not everyone works in the test kitchen right Mm -hmm. so apparently there was one day that people were in the like people of color specifically were in the test kitchen and Mm -hmm. she as the manager sent out an email like hey like we don't really like appreciate you guys coming in here and being loud while we're filming it's really disruptive which is totally fair like it's a work environment um Mm -hmm. but to a only send that to people of color and b to mention that your name specifically came up even though she was sending it out <laughs> to multiple people she's like i'm gonna cut down the writing time of this and just send it to all the browns blacks and asians and like just fucking send it across the board because if they even if they weren't there they were there that's yeah, why i bet that that was the exactly attitude. She's like, let's just hit every bird exactly um so then that was like and then she kind of like explained it she was like oh like you know, I meant it, like, as, like, to, like, everybody, but, like, I didn't want to, like, write multiple emails, so I just wrote one, and I wanted it to be more personable, so I wrote, like, your name specifically came up, which is, like, rude. And then she, like, BCC'd other people. Yeah, she BCC'd a whole bunch of people, basically. <laughs> so they wouldn't even realize. Exactly. Jail. That's what she did, and she said she did that, but that's not even the worst out of the white people. This I don't is- even expect the best from Carla, like, look, ca- come on, Carla, like, I never looked at her and was like, she's a woke queen. I never, ever Period. thought anything of that from her. So I'm not even surprised that she would say some, Period. like, backhanded shit. Like, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. But I've heard that other people, th- those who are, like, absolutely revered as being, like, the coolest. The and, like, the most. Oh. Like, the, like, oh, like, white people. Like, the, the people who are, like, ew, I don't like white people. But, like, the three people from the, three, four white people from the test kitchen, they're cool. These are still the people who fucked up. And that's what I was saying. Don't put your faves on a pedestal. Because just because they have a show that has a lot of views does not mean they're a, like, a whole person. They're not, like, a venerated angel. This physically pains me to bring up. Because I was such a big fan of this person. Just such a big fan. <sighs> Alex Delaney. Oh, I what did he do. Basically when he was in high school okay. he did a whole bunch of like controversial shit. I honestly right now I'm blanking on like one of the and I know there's like two instances where he like fucked up. And I'm totally blanking on one because we are recording this like a week late, so this was like two weeks ago mm-hmm. that this stuff was happening. But one of them was for his friends going away party like his friend was like moving to like some southern state (sighs) oh my god i loved him so much he made a confederate flag cake oh as a joke yikes jail jail so he was always cooking for people yeah, but he um, was 17, which is like, um, you're old enough to know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, did, what else did he do? I can't remember the other thing, but I, I feel like it was... Uh, oh, oh, he... 
said like um, homophobic slurs to people. Of course he. Of course, of course he, he did. did. Right. Of course he did. Of he's a white he guy from New Jersey. Like of course he's saying Jersey homo- yeah. homophobic slurs to gay people. Um, and Andy actually came up, came out and talked about it, and he was like, "Wow, like this brought me back to high school, like getting bullied for being gay." And like this is so it's so upsetting. So it's like Delaney fired basically. I don't know. There's literally like has been nothing in terms of yeah, updates from Bon Appetit. I know some people. I think like Molly has like come out and said like like there are people of color in talks with Condé Nast, which is like the parent company yeah. to Bon Appetit mm-hmm. about wages and stuff. They haven't really spoken about what Delaney's gonna do I think he apologized haven't really seen much yeah honestly like yeah it's it's definitely all bad like like it's it's not one severe instance but like a bunch of little things that kind of like breeds this negative environment um with stuff in high school I always am like caught between you know exposing people and shaming them for what they did and like you know like being like oh my god this person like how could you ever show your face again but also like but also like do we give the people do we give people the opportunity to learn and grow i i don't know like like for like this incident for all like the white people who are getting caught out they're about to learn the hard way oh yeah um i feel like forever this will haunt them rightfully so and they will work always to be you know um to be as anti-racist as possible if they want to, you know, stay in this kind of uh, line of work. But also, you this could, like, send some, like, s- secretly racist people over the edge and be like, fuck it, that's it. I'm racist. I'm going to live like this. That's my brand now. I'm just going to be racist. Probably Closeted racists. Who, who, yeah, who bakes food. Like, I'm a racist chef, and that's all. And, you know, that's always... I can just be myself. I feel like it does two Ew. things. But going back to, like, what I was saying, yeah, like, I don't want to... I don't know. Like, definitely the criticism is absolutely real, but, like, and well-deserved, but, you know, do we give people the opportunity to learn, and do we respect that they have learned differently, even if what they did was in high school? Because, like, I'm pretty sure I did dumb shit in high school. Like, I don't know specifically, but I I definitely wasn't, like, an overtly racist individual. I've never been, but I definitely wasn't as well... I don't know. As well-informed as I am now, and I definitely... have said problematic things in my life but i've never had a platform of that size um and had so many like fans of color and you know but like the thing is that i don't like the test kitchen on purpose they're very like non-political and yeah. so they just kind of like pretend like it isn't happening there's it that's their like style they're supposed to be an escape yeah but i feel Which like they were now, for me <sighs> i mean cry, yeah. cry, 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 cry. i don't really even know where i'm going with this but like it's a kind of multiple things. Like, do we judge people for what they did when they were 16, 17? Because a lot of the times we're just trying to find ourselves at that age. And if all your friends are racist, you're going to be like, damn, oh, the only way I can be friends with everybody else is if I'm also racist. Fuck. It's so challenging because it's like, do I then like, do I then, what do I do? Do I tell the teachers and then the teachers are racist too? Like, what am I supposed the to do? The teachers are racist too. Oh my yeah, God. Don't even principal's get me started. Racist. The whole teachers. Racist. Like, what am I supposed to do? Teachers you know, are the teachers? all racist. One of these girls, I think, like, two days ago, a girl from my high school, she, like, posted on her story about the teachers we had in high school and how freaking mm-hmm. racist they were. And there was, like, 
she mentioned this one guy and she was like yeah this teacher would make fun of the international asian kids and it's like if if we're in a system that's like normalizing racism like that's so problematic and like we are expected to go out and learn ourselves what is right and wrong that's definitely what happened in my case i don't mm-hmm. know about your case but like definitely had to learn it myself which is like which yeah, is such, such a like structural problem like we shouldn't have yeah. like, like we shouldn't have to you know like we shouldn't have to go out of like the learning system that's and placed that, yeah. for us like to go find that information exactly absolutely exactly it should I be integrated know. into our learning yeah and it wasn't integrated into mine either like i started learning about activism like like even like feminism i knew nothing about this stuff literally because of tumblr like i got on tumblr when i was like 13 years old and i was like what is this and i was like what's feminism and i was i was like what is this and i was like i agree with this stuff this is sick yeah and then i kept learning and learning and you know and then eventually like um twitter helped me too because i was on twitter and i followed a lot of people who were a part of black twitter and i got to learn about how like the ways that black people experience anti-black black racism all mm-hmm. over the world and mm-hmm. i was like oh my god i didn't even know and so you know i didn't even have many black kids in my high school there was maybe like three or four max yeah in the me whole too, high me school. too me too me too me too like there were a lot of people of color but there just yeah. wasn't very many black yeah. people black or indigenous at like at all mm-hmm. it was very brown asian and white mm-hmm. and so um yeah it was just like i had to learn on my own Mm. And it's sad that my school didn't talk about it. Like, I had a fucking, um, like, this white, gay uh, English teacher that I had. He was also a drama teacher. Would say the N-word. Like, he would say uh, it in a book. No, when it would come in the, yeah, no. when it would be a part of the book. Or he would, what was he saying one time? I feel like English teachers saying, do that. They're like, English it's a part of the literacy. Like, yeah, it's like, it's literature. What am I supposed to do? I'm not going to censor literature. I'm like, <laughs> which is his real name. I might have to bleep that out. <laughs> I mean, you literally... <laughs> You literally wait. I know that you wait all year to get to this one page of the book just so that you can take in a deep breath and then spew the N word with the hardest R and just watch people in the class like cower with fear. People told me that he said that and I was like, what the absolute fuck? And the funniest part is that one time he had heard that a kid said like the F word, not not fuck. Right, 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 right. In the, in the, um, in like the cafeteria and he himself was gay and he was openly gay to his students and he came into the our english class in my ninth grade english class and he asked me what does that word mean and i was like what he like put me on the spot he's like look it up and you know what the f word was like it came from like a bundle of sticks that would like light a fire and you know it was like when they would punish um gay folk in the middle ages or something so i read the description and he was like he was like, see, and he went on this whole hour lecture to the class about why you shouldn't say the F word. And every word of what he said was right. But then this is it. He's like a white racist gay guy who's going to turn around and say the N word. He was also, his partner was black. Whoa. So I was, and it was probably one of those things like my partner's black. I can say the N word. Bruh. Yeah. I, if your partner was here, he'd probably fight you. If not, <laughs> other black people might fight you. He had black students. I don't know what he was doing saying that shit in front of them. Like. That is so disheartening. This goes to absolutely. I clearly remember being taught the F word in school because it was in a book. Like I clear, like clear as day remember. And then it was justified. The F word. Yes, and they and then people were like, "Um, isn't that a bad word?" Right? Because you're in like grade six, whatever. 
uh, is that a bad word? And then the teacher said, like, no, it's referring to a bundle of sticks. You can say it because it's in literature. I'm like, um, okay. Like, that is so wrong. Like, what? Yeah, not 20th century, like, not 21st century literature. You're reading 20th century, 19th century literature, like. Literally. You know what I mean? Like. I, like, honestly i think it was in the hatchet i'd like that's like recent <laughs> well that has to be like i feel like there's not a, as much uproar about that word as there is about the n-word oh yeah and i feel like that word will eventually have its day and it's time where the it's like you literally should be saying in shit okay never mind oh yeah 19 19- no, no, nineteen eighty six. Oh yeah, they were definitely saying they said that word a lot in the eighties. No, for sure. like, that was one of the words. That was Cleo. a popular cuss word. Cleo, no, Cleo, no, no. I can't do the accent, but yeah, for sure. Oh my but, god, like, yeah. So shall we move on after the BA yeah. controversy? We have something. Like else I feel on like list. that was really dark because all that black lives matter stuff it's really weighing on people and i think it's important to continue that dialogue but also to talk about more lighthearted stuff that you can just get mad at you know like sometimes you just okay. want to get mad and like, like punch the screen but you know but you know not about systemic racism just something dumber i don't even know what this is about she just told me hamani just said oh just wait i'll show you again like i recently took a break from social media because i was like listen i'm overwhelmed so i don't know any about this this. is fresh this This is that good like happened last night content okay (sighs) ansel elgort he has been inaugurated on the list of white male rapists What? Are you serious? Dude, when I say that, like, 2020 is Doesn't he have a girlfriend of, like, 20 years or something? When I say that I hate it here, I hate it on this planet, good things... Good plane things. hopping or whatever. Let's go to the netherworld. You want to go? <laughs> Literally, I'm trying like, to go. Transcend. Plane walking. Plane walking. Let's go transcend. transcend. You want to transcend? Yeah. Let's go transcend. Okay, so tell me details about that. This girl, she did the iconic notes app thing, mm-hmm. and she basically titled it "My Experience with Ansel Elgort." I think that's what she titled it. Mm-hmm. And basically, she just said, when I was 17, I had reached out to Ansel Elgort. You know, as, like, a lot of, like, young people do. I, th- I believe mm-hmm. this is in 2014. Oh, wow. Okay. She was like, yeah. So when like I was- around, like, the Fault in Our Stars time. Yeah. She was like, I reached out to Ansel Elgort because it was my birthday. And I had just been like, oh... Um, like, it's my birthday, like, follow me on, um, Snapchat, like, it would mean a lot if you added me on Snapchat, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she just, like, tweeted him, I think, or, like, DM'd him somewhere, and then he was like, oh, yeah, this is my Snapchat, please don't give it out to people, you know, Damn. I don't want it getting out. <laughs> she and actually got hold of, like, a C-list celebrity, that's actually a... A C-list a celebrity. I could never do that. 
Oh my one time, God. like I've been, I've like added and like, um, some like D list viners have added me like those people who have like 50 K and I'm like, Oh fuck. Yeah. But like, Ansel really? Elgort, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, Ansel Elgort, right? Like he's big mm-hmm. and, uh, frick. Like I'm looking for the tweet. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I think she deleted it. Oh shit. Okay. So this girl Gabby, she like supported it with um like screenshots too of her. Like Ooh, literally she okay. has a picture like hanging out with Ansel Elgort. What? Okay. Yeah, so, so she was Sorry, go ahead. Oh, so basically like what happened? Okay, so she was I'm just like skimming over her notes app. She would talk to him. She was 17, and basically he was 22, I think. Um, Already big, yikes. Yeah. I can't even... That's, like, the, the conversation about, like, age 20, gaps around that age of, like, 17 and early 20s. Yeah. 16 and early 20s. That's such a totally different conversation because it's, like, there's something so fundamentally wrong with that, and we'll, exactly. we'll discuss it on another episode, but, like, yeah, we'll get yeah. there. She... And then she would he would like ask her for nudes which like at that age you're like oh this like fucking big ass celebrity is asking for my nudes i'm gonna send them to him you know and like what that's was his no fucking judgment. name in the fall in our stars augustus waters augustus. oh my god augustus waters wants my nudes as a metaphor what am i supposed to do as to a metaphor no? <laughs> what am i gonna and do she's like a no? teenager and being Honestly, pressured Honestly, me too. Like, if I, if Augustus, if Ansel would ask for my nudes, I'd be like, here you go. Here you go. Like, here you go. I would honestly, I'm saying truthfully, I would probably say no because I would be like, this is a scam. This is a scam. You're not real. Yeah, I would be like, this is a whole fake account. Like, that, like, I don't think things like that can happen to me. Yeah, exactly. Which is such a dumb mindset to have, but like, that's me, like, that's my coping mechanism. Like, oh, it's fake. It's a simulation. It's actually a fake account. It's not even a real person. This is like a 50 year old, like, middle aged man uh, in Minnesota who's trying to get my butt pics. So, nah, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I'm good. No, but if I was like actually snapping back and forth with Ansel Elgort and he was like, can can you send me news? I'd be like, here you go. Here you go. You know? (laughs) But that's what she did, as one would, you know? And then. Basically, they started talking, and then they met up, and then he was, ew, like, this is, like, disgusting to read, because apparently, like, she was a virgin, and he was like, oh, like, you're going to be such a beautiful young lady when you're older, Um, Um. and said things like, we need to break you in, like, that's (gasps) a quote she put. Break you in for... Is she a horse? Like I don't like. Is she a shoe? Like, like a what future is there, Olympi- what are we Is he a, breaking Olymp- in, a like an Olympic you know? equestrian? Like I don't understand. But basically, oh. they were hooking up, and she was in pain, and she was like, "Stop!" And he didn't. Nice classic. Um, and basically told her not to tell anyone because it would ruin his career and this girl has like severe trauma from it and yeah 17 years old yeah she mentions it like a whole bunch of times like she was like i was 17 mm-hmm. um yeah so so upset in because i really thought ansel Elgort was a good one 
he was a lot. He was my background. He was my oh, like wow. lock screen would... for a while. I always thought he was like a little bit ugly. So uh, really, um, yeah, that's just a so bit. it gets me sometimes. He didn't when, do it like for white me, guys are a little bit ugly. That's when I'm like, oof, like, <laughs> which I think is why I love Timothy Chalamet so much. Like, does he look like a greasy rat? Yes. Do I love him? Yes. Anyway, back to answer me with Elf Pete Gordon. Davidson. Oof. Right. He's so problematic though. But like, damn. damn. So sorry, Ana Grande. Let's not even get into that. No, no. That's not even like. Let's cut this whole part out. But like, yeah. Back, back to <laughs> this is disrespectful. We're talking about a girl sexual assault, and like, I love Timothy Chalamet. Somehow, I worked that into everything. everything. I need to go to. I need to be kicked in Santa Mars. Um, honestly, like, you know, you think you got a good one, but like, again, do not put your fave on a pedestal. If there's one thing you're gonna learn from this entire mid ass podcast you're gonna learn not to put your faves on a pedestal because they are not as good as you make them out to be not even a fraction they're just a real person who got a platform somehow and they probably don't know how to act because no one's pr team is that good so evidently so i think any 22 year old who has like like a 22 year old d-list celebrity who has like a million underage girls like you know, at their beck and call, he probably found one that was, they're all begging him for something. And so he found one that was hot exactly. and was like, like, in his eyes, like, quote unquote, easy, easy to manipulate. At and the so peak he of does his whatever career too. Right. So, or like just when he was taking off, he was just getting so yeah. much attention. He probably felt so gassed and he was like, oh yeah. my God, so many girls want me. Like they will literally do whatever I want. And he was kind of oh, right. He, but he then you traumatize 20. them. Yeah. Doesn't matter. 17 and Doesn't 20. Matter, like, yeah. I'm 20. If I think about being with a high school senior, I want to throw up on the floor. Like, on the disgusting. floor. The mental gymnastics that I have to do to get myself to be attracted to somebody one year younger than me is already hard enough. Like, Period! Years, <laughs> right? Like, like, it happens. Like, sometimes I'll be like, oh, that 19-year-old's really hot, and I'm like 20. But then, you know, 17 yeah. years old, I feel, I feel like the learning curve that happens to you, especially like if you're speaking in a university context, that happens once you go to uni, like exactly. you become a different person, exactly. at least in my experience. So like, I just cannot totally fuck agree. with that literally and figuratively, like just, ugh. but ugh. yeah, he, yeah, I, I knew he was probably kind of weird, you know, like, I, but my, my only question is how is it all this of, like, shirtless selfies he's posting? Dude, that was a great selfie. Not gonna lie. Um, that his girlfriend, he's been dating this, like, dancer for so many years, right? Violetta. Yeah. Violetta. I said Veronica. Violetta. Veronica. Yeah, so, wow, like, what happens to their relationship? Because this is probably pre-Violetta. Or yeah. I feel like maybe at one point they broke up or took a break or something, and this probably was in between that. Because I remember I, I kind of liked him before, but always thought he was a little ugly, yeah. Ugh. Disgusting. I just feel like a lot of this shit is coming out now. He's not the only one, obviously. Like, this is such a big problem. I was just really, really disappointed. I was like, wow. Like, I really put him up there with Timothy Chalamet. You know what I mean? Oh, you know they, the date they that Timothy Chalamet the saw sh- at the same time? Yeah. Are they the same age? They're, like, a couple years apart, like, two or three years apart they went to LaGuardia 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 yeah they went to the art school together yeah 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 you know what one day I mean pray not but 
one day some sus shit about Timothy Chalamet will come out. For and, sure. And honestly, it won't even phase me that much because I don't put people on a pedestal. Like, I'll be disappointed. I know but Timothy like, Chalamet has said the N-word. He grew up in New York. Oh, Let's be oh, real. come on. And, and he likes rap music, like, a lot. Exactly. So there's, like, no way he hasn't, like, exactly. fucked up and said it. Exactly. He, he definitely wasn't raised, like like super i'm sure there are kids like nowadays who grew up completely like liberal but that comes with their like their parents like my parents were never like overtly racist people so there was not that much for me like there wasn't extreme things for me to unlearn but there were definitely Mm -hmm. microaggressions for me to unlearn and like comments about myself and about other cultures but like again i'm diverging but um yeah like but no one's perfect like and the thing is like if you don't put them on a pedestal, you won't um, experience that like level of like deep emotional disappointment. But additionally, I feel like that's what because I did you with don't Ansel put Elgort. that's probably what you did. But additionally, if you don't put them on a pedestal, you're less likely to like give them all of your money, all of your coin, every dollar in your purse. You are less likely to throw at them because you're like, at you know Harry what, they're a regular Styles. person. I already bought one of their shitty T-shirts. I don't need to buy another fifty of their shitty T-shirts. I'm good. <laughs> So I'm not saying that, like, just, like, stand the most disgusting people. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, just don't, you know, don't sell your soul to anyone. No one's perfect. No, you know what? People are like, oh, well, like, Beehive, like, Beyonce. I love Beyonce. I think she's an amazing artist. But is Beyonce, like, complicit in the inherently racist system of capitalism because she's a billionaire now and her husband and they're just like, um... Anyway, and they just kind of like, you know, they maybe they give funds and set up stuff, but they're not dismantling anything. They're living the high yeah. life, you know, yeah. and there's so many black people who are suffering financially. But like once people of color get to the place that white people are at, how often are they actually like, hmm, yeah, you know what? I love that I'm getting a fat paycheck of like 10 million every year at <laughs> least, but I would love to dismantle all this and like start war. No, they get comfortable and they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you I like are it here. Mm, I like it here. I'm comfy. White people yeah. are nice to me. I feel yeah. accepted. And honestly, like, it's a really tough place to be in. Like, <laughs> you get to that you know, place when Ellen likes you. <laughs> yo, Ellen, like, has been like, been giving me creepy vibes for a couple. Literally, of years. anyone really like her, that's but... friends with Ellen, I don't trust. Like, that's you're too famous at that Johnson point. So much. That's why I quit trust Dakota Johnson. Wait, do they have like beef? No. Okay, so okay, my turn to tell a story. So basically, yeah. like this Ellen has recently, if you've been looking at social media about hers, but like she's not been on a downfall. She's been exposed for not being like literal, literally the nicest person in the world because that was like the rhetoric around her for so long, which was just such bullshit. But because um, like no one's that nice. Come on. Um, you have to like you have to like cut some throats to get that rich like no matter how rich you are if your net worth in my opinion is over like 10 million you must have killed somebody or done something fucked up to get there right yeah. capitalism especially is inherently about stealing uh, apparently to your what especially yeah, to your apparently. pas oh my god exactly you're hurting somebody to get there you're disadvantaging somebody there's like there's some theft there anyway uh whether whether it is theft of ideas you know intellectual property is a theft of souls we don't know souls, um for sure. soul thieving who knows but basically the thing that started was dakota johnson went on ellen's show and i think they brought up something about um ellen being like hey why didn't you invite me to your birthday and dakota was like i did <gasps> oh i remember and, this okay yeah, yeah continue right? yeah and and 
Ellen was like, no. And then Ellen's staff was like, yeah, you actually did. Like <laughs> you got invited, but you purposely said no. Cause you were hanging out with freaking George W. Bush that weekend. Remember she went to that thing sitting next to George Bush. Ooh, I was like, yeah, we are friends. I was like, ma'am, this man is literally like top five war criminals of all time. Like, what are you talking about? Like Iraq war. Do you not see the irony in like paying to bring home soldiers from like fighting in Iraq to, and like reuniting them with their families on your show, but also like drinking from the same sippy cup as J- George W. Bush. Is that not problematic to you, ma'am? Oof. We can be friends with anybody who's a different, you know, fuck you. Um, not with George W. Bush. <laughs> That's like a literally, literally. It's just, it's just like, yeah, maybe you can be, maybe you guys like disagree on like something minor about like, yeah. I don't know, should we defund cops? Should we not defund cops? Like sh- maybe, maybe you can be friends with that person still, maybe. But George, literally the war criminal of this generation, I don't think so. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so basically, Dakota Johnson was like, you, "I invited you, you just didn't come." And like, Ellen looked so visibly like pissed because she like was out of control for a second. She just like yeah. didn't have control over her guest. All Ellen does is like mock her guest, and like everyone yeah. laughs. And it's like whatever. Yeah. And Ellen always has control. And Ellen's yeah. always the one being like, "Oh, you have a boyfriend? Oh, no, you don't. Oh." And um, this time, Dakota it's Johnson boring. was like, actually, you're not that nice. Because she said, because apparently the time before that, Ellen asked her to invite her and made yeah. fun of Dakota Johnson for not inviting her. So Dakota Johnson then invites her and Ellen doesn't go and then pretends like she never saw the invitation. And yeah. I was like, ma'am, you're not the, a, a woman of the people. You are a multi, <laughs> multi-millionaire Literally, who was already so rich from her show people. and then has a side hustle of flipping homes. I'm like... Like she like flips properties and i'm no like way. is i hope you just love it to do we it have and you chip the and joanna Gaines to do that thank you very very much jail like at that point it's like you're already like worth a like half a million dollars like i hope you were doing this you're flipping for fun and then donating to charity but like i know that you're just pocketing that shit yeah because you just love money and that's the thing like wealth breeds more wealth and it's so easy yeah. to get rich once you're rich once you have enough money what do you buy property and what does property Ugh. do fucking makes money so yeah it's just so ridiculous anyway that's what happened with ellen see i am terrible at podcasts because i will go to 50 different directions at once because that's, that's okay that's that kind talk. of the vibe of this podcast like do whatever you want we'll just talk and mm-hmm. nobody's gonna listen to it but i am i gonna force all my friends to rate rate and comment and leave a review like, like and comment, yeah. subscribe and click that notification bell so you can know every exactly time we all my friends <laughs> are gonna be doing that it's fine exactly yes. i'm gonna get my like three friends to gas me up and be like this is the best podcast i've ever heard the production Last... quality was it five dollars yeah but like it was great it was great exactly okay at Last least we have piece good mics of... period. period at least we have good mics screw everyone else recording their on their iphone, iPhone. like in their head, ah! like headphone jack thing and they're disgusting like, the mic stupid where they like breathe into the mic guess what guess just... what it sounds like Wait, shit well... It sounds like shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyways, last piece of news that happened okay. this week. Lay it on me. Again, I tweeted about this. Um, my tweet was, I just want to send a middle finger to the writers and casting directors of that 70s show for writing one of my favorite characters in TV history and then casting yet another white rapist to play him. <laughs> no. 
I can't have nice things. I really can't have nice things. Nobody can have nice things. When you, again, I think I've said it five times in in this episode, but like when you put put people on pedestals, when you put a person who is in an extreme position of power and adoration on a pedestal, I'm telling you right now, they will fumble that power. (laughs) Human beings are like, what can I do to get the most output with the least amount of input? How can I live the, like the most crazy life and get whatever I want, be the most hedonistic person with the least amount of input and input being like care for others and like respect for others. So obviously if they can just get whatever they want, like sex, like money, like notoriety without giving a shit about who they're stepping on, who's next they're crushing, often human beings will do that. So I, I reiterate for the 90th time, do not put people on fucking pedestals. (laughs) You'll always be disappointed. Disgusting. Okay, lay it on me what happened. <laughs> so basically, that 70s show, one of the most iconic TV shows, in my opinion, just mm-hmm. created some powerhouses of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Danny Masterson, the guy who plays Hyde mm-hmm. in 2003 or something, mm-hmm. 2003, 2004, raped three women. Mm. <sighs> Three, like that is so upsetting. It's just so upsetting. So this was like during the show. So like the height right. of his everything. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it just and did they just recently show. come forward? Well, he recently got charged with it. So Ooh, this, this, yeah. Is so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, so this has been out yeah. yeah this has been out for a while and he has been like denying it denying it ashton kutcher dropped him from the ranch after like it resurfaced again mm-hmm. um but he was finally charged he hasn't been convicted but now it's like getting legal like Do you know actually... evidence on a rape case you need for a charge Exactly. In a system that is inherently incomprehensive when it comes to sexual assault cases, bruh, that is a yeah. lot. That that means there yeah. is some serious substantial evidence and like, you know, I don't know. He has like, there's like some, you know. Yeah, I mean, on, it's three separate women coming out like on three separate occasions and being And like, there's probably oh. like similarities across, yeah. And it's probably been, you know, exactly. they probably have some good evidence. So, th- so he's fucked basically. I mean, yeah. not necessarily, like, I'm I not saying necessarily he be convicted of anything, but, like, you know, he's gone. Because, like, if you have enough yeah. shit to put a charge against someone on sexual assault, exactly. there's something bad that happened. Exactly. Something wrong happened. What was it exactly, exactly to the T? The courts may not, you know, decide, but, like, we all know something happened. And we all yeah. know this guy fucked up. And, yeah, he was my favorite character. And... Now it's ruined forever. Um, I can Ooh. never watch the show without thinking about this. And I hate it. I really yeah. do. Hyde was like that one character that I'm like, damn, that's so He's so relatable. your type too. Exactly. And you know what? I hate when people are like separate the artist from the art, but Dude, you can't. If you have you a, can't like, you have to force yourself not to pay attention. Like it's exactly. easier to pay attention. Exactly. Um, I feel like in this case, he didn't write the character, so I still have a little bit of appreciation for the character. But he just acted him out. 
Exactly. But still, like, he was the face of this perfect character, which yeah. is, makes me mad. Mm-hmm. You can't but have yeah. nice things. No, we can't have nice things. We can't Lots have nice things. just terrible stuff. Yeah. And, like, even your faves that haven't been exposed are, like, I have either done bad things and just haven't been exposed or, like, yeah. their day is coming. So, um, which is terrifying because it's, like, damn... Like yeah, I feel like people I'm are gonna come at Harry Styles for being in a band called White Eskimo. At he some what? point, yeah, he was. He was in a band called White Eskimo, which is like problematic, but like yeah. the media just not enough people know about it yet. Oh shit! <laughs> he was also probably quite young. Yeah, so he was. It was like pre X Factor, like he was a teenager. Like okay, stupid. But yeah, I guess that's all for today's podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Unless you have anything else you want to share, what's Um, been your life like past two weeks? Two weeks, working, some summer classes, got to graduate at some point. Um, Baking, cooking a lot, actually using Bon Appetit's recipes. Um, so like that's why I wasn't aware I was like how money I'm like baking out of Bon Appetit's like archives and she was like oh did you hear what happened and I was like no and so that's kind of what we're talking about today. <laughs> and then I was like save it for the pod save it for the pod I'm gonna tell you so that's why I've been like actively ignoring the information for like 10 days just so we could talk about it on the pod yeah I have made the decision that I am not going to use a Bon Appetit recipe until the people of color are compensated for their work ooh yeah so nice. I've been making bootleg mommy vlogger i'm a blogger and i write recipes with essays before them oh stop i hate that shit (laughs) it was a beautiful saturday and i was really deciding to and i'm like wow my my son brian and my daughter katie were and i was like whoa and then a million ads later a million ads for like slim fast and then you finally get to like the poorly formatted because they like version of the recipe because they did not format it for the phone and it's supposed to be on a laptop and your phone lags the whole time because there's like 500 ads and it just can't deal with it and like the cookies that are downloaded on your device are just absolutely devastating to the The to the software and it's just not gonna go well (laughs) but literally that's been my life um, yeah, maybe I should, you know, I'm like into it now. I mean, maybe I should only cook. I don't watch the videos. I just read the rest, like read the things. So maybe I'm yeah. only going to do the ones where like people, the people of color made it, but they're also not getting paid. I don't exactly. know. I'll have to think about that. I'll have to think. I can also always just get bootleg recipes from like exactly. other now, good publications. That's but those might be it's, racist it's for too. Now. You know? Who knows? Like it's for now. Once I think they're, they're gonna come out with something good. I think exactly. I have I have some faith I in hope. them that they're gonna do a good exactly. job and be like, listen, like we fucked up, but here here's I how trust we're gonna fix Sola it. to be fighting a good fight. Yeah, a good she's, she's sister. about to get. She's got a good fire in her. Yeah, and I need Andy to like. I don't know that much. Like I haven't been reading, but like I need Andy to like stop suppressing the racism there and like trying no, to like, no, be with he, the white like, acknowledged it he was like like i have like benefited from the system for sure and i need to look out for my fellow bipocs in the test yeah kitchen. literally he needs to go yeah. a little harder because again one bipoc folk get in comfortable places sometimes especially like pocs like not black not indigenous like yeah 
POCs will get in a good place yes. and they'll be like, mm, yeah, I don't see color either, guys. And it's I'm like, sure we know a couple of those. We know a couple of those. Oh, yeah. I know a couple <laughs> of those who go like, who are high up in like, yeah, like university government. Also, just as like a side, Hamani and I are like very much involved in student government, both of us. Yes. We've like dedicated like half our like freaking university lives to it. So um, I don't want to spill like, go- like, school government tea but like i think i'm supposed to graduate in we'll a year, get so into like, it we'll get, we'll get into, into it we'll one get, day. yeah get into it like we'll, we'll get, get into, into it, at some it. Point. very yeah. vaguely but we will um yeah and you know sometimes you see like people who are pushing for super fucked up things and they're actually people of color and i was like you understand that you're shooting yourself in the foot like do you not understand that are you Come dumb on. are you dumb are you dumb are you dumb are you, dumb? Are you stupid or dumb which one you can only pick one pick a struggle pick a struggle stupid or dumb <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, but yeah. Right. Um, thank you Where for can joining. people find you? Find me yeah. in the streets. Um, no, <laughs> just kidding. In the house because coronavirus. Be safe. Coronavirus, exactly. Not in the streets. COVID nineteen or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Neely Alavi. Not spelling that. Um, you can oh, find. It'll be in the me. description. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and that's about all I want to share because I don't really use Twitter anymore. I don't. I hate Facebook. Um, Who uses Facebook? I make Not TikToks me. though, but I don't want to give out my TikTok name. Ooh, we're gonna make an episode on TikTok because okay, we are we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. TikTok is the best and worst app I've ever been on in my life. It's an escape, but also a nightmare. Anyway, um, Hamani, where can they find you? Um, I'm on Insta at peach imani also not gonna spell it peach imani it's gonna be in the description twitter is imani ahmed we'll put it all in description you can find the podcast on all platforms all of no, them. except facebook because i'm too lazy to set that up for now this podcast no like like the page so the podcast Good. page is curious pod on instagram twitter youtube and yeah that's yeah. it for now. Thank you so Catch much you for next joining week. us. Also, if you listened this far, thank you. Please if you listen rate this and far, review. Wait, hold on. Should we do a thing? If you listen this far, please comment a bunch of rainbow emojis because wherever you're like commenting, wherever you're able to comment, because it's Pride Month and we'd love to see it. And we'll talk more <gasps> about being gay next time. Yes. Uh, oh, okay. Yes. Okay. We'll bring that love up next that. time. Queerness. We're going to talk about it. Oh, um, definitely. All right. Thank you so much for joining oh, us. Thank, thank you, you, Hamani. Yes. Thank you, Neely, for oh my doing this. Oh, my God. Okay. We finally, put, we finally fucking did it. All right. Sick. We finally did it. All right. Catch you next time. Bye.